why I ate a few almonds just a short while ago. Right. And uh, and then had a drink of water afterwards. But almonds, I just feel like are one of those things, you know. Yeah. They're, you always feel like there's just a little bit left. Exactly. <laughs> Who? Who? Whether you're a friend, a father, a grandfather, a granddaughter, or a daughter who is actually a mother, welcome to A Bad Case of Loving Who. I'm Thomas Medina, and you don't have to go to outer space to find monsters. There's plenty of things that want to kill you right here on Earth, and one of them is Christopher Stennett. Hi. Hello. <laughs> if only I could find you all. Yeah. Uh, if you hear any knocking, it's you, it's isn't it? Probably me, yeah. It's always you. Um, yeah. At least half the time, it's me. At least 50% of the time. That's accurate yeah. statistics. Yeah. Today's episode is Knock Knock that we will be Who's discussing there? momentarily. Who's there indeed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've said, I, you know, I I skimmed through a few uh, recaps of each episode um, before we do the show. And, uh, yep. and all of the ones that I saw this week all began with, like, <laughs> with the joke, Knock Knock, Who's There? Doctor, Doctor Who. Um, okay. So I feel slightly less um, authentic with that. Or just great minds think alike. Um, that too. Yeah. Well, here's the um, the little synopsis for for Knock Knock. Uh, it goes like this: Bill is moving in with some friends, and they've found the perfect house rented by the landlord. Wait, that, did that sound right to you? Let me read that again, no, see if it made any more sense. Okay. Bill is moving in with some friends and they've found the perfect house rented by the landlord. Okay, I guess, is it rented? Okay, it's rented out by the landlord, maybe. Maybe they should have... Maybe, yeah. Rented out by the rent- landlord. <laughs> uh, the wind blows, the floorboards creak, and the doctor thinks something is very wrong. Okay, thank you, IMDB, for that. Um... Brief. <laughs> yes. Uh, written by Mike Bartlett and directed by Bill Anderson. Same as last week. Uh, yep. Look, it's called Knock Knock, um, but here's my first question for you. Uh, can you tell me at all, explain to me the knocking at all, what it is, why it was, and uh, just what, what was the point of the knocking? <laughs> that... Is a very good question. <laughs> it's and weird. I'm not sure I have an answer. Like, they didn't even do the, the little references we hoped they would when we talked about it last week. We thought mm. they might make a reference to the master or something, but... Yeah. They just but, didn't do much yeah. with the knocking for for being an episode called Knock Knock. And it wasn't actually the knocking. It's the high-pitched sounds that were more useful, meaningful. Yeah. Like, yeah, the house wasn't even a living thing eating them. It was, I guess it had living things in it, those um, termites, the the woodlice. Yeah, that's weird. That's, I guess that's the first weird thing. What's with the knocking? (laughs) Okay. And uh, I also found it weird how um, 
How we're just so suddenly introduced to so many of... <coughs> Sorry, I've got almond in my throat. <coughs> uh, I thought I was going to need to apologise for coughing, but... Uh, no. Nah. Um, what was I saying? All of Bill's friends who we suddenly yeah. meet in this episode... Uh, well, I wouldn't really call them friends. <laughs> yeah, right. I think they're basically just as new to Bill as they are to us. Right. Yeah, that's a good call. Apart from maybe her, um, the one female friend, they seem to know yes. each other maybe a bit better. Yeah. But um, that's right. New housemates, I suppose. A bunch of yeah. them. And uh, I don't know. They were all right, I guess. Maybe. They were, they were just, uh, I don't know. They didn't do a lot to make us like them. Unless, uh... They didn't really get a lot of screen time either. No, and for most of it, they were just... Dead. Kind of, well, either dead or had cheesy one-liners about pop music and parties or something, which, I don't know, over my head. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't really add to the story either. Yeah, that's right. Um, I feel like it's crazy how much with Peter Capaldi they, you know, keep trying to you know, subvert his age or something and make him seem like one with the kids. Uh, and uh, I just... I'm I'm a bit sick of that. They keep doing it so often. Uh, I don't think it needs to be done either. Yeah, he could just be... just accepted as a cool old man, like like the classic yes. doctors. Exactly. Yeah. Like and Someone with pearls of wisdom to offer. Pearls, so to speak. Yes, pearls. <laughs> and is he? He's still wearing his hoodie kind of costume, isn't he? Um, 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 yes. Yeah, maybe. I think so because that's right. I think I forgot to bring it up, but in the first episode this season, um, in the pilot, it was. I found it really cool how he actually uh, changed out his costume. Did you notice that when? Uh, so he's there at the school being a lecturer and then mm. the first time they go into the TARDIS he disappears for a second and pops out with his uh, with his hoodie costume. I think that's when he changed into the hoodie to like go adventuring. <laughs> ah, okay. Cool. Which is weird, but I prefer his other costume. Like the one he originally started with, which is basically mm. the same but without the hoodie. Yeah. With those cool red trimmings. Indeed. Love mm. them. Yeah, very cool. The actor David Suchet plays uh, the the main, well, kind of villain, creepy guy in this episode. Doesn't turn out to be a, a huge Not villain. Not so creepy. Not so creepy, you say? Nah. I didn't think it was that creepy. Yeah. Well, nothing in this episode was as creepy to me as I hoped it would be. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. No. Um... Not exactly a successful horror. Um, <laughs> I don't even think it can be classed as horror. The episode got, I think, fairly good at the end. In the final scenes, uh, there was at least some, some good emotional drama and yep. some, some pretty great acting. Um, mm. but, um, but of the whole episode, I feel like that's about it in terms of things I liked. <laughs> um I would tend to agree with you. Hmm. If this was, as I expected, a whole episode about horror and a good storyline behind that, 
then I would have enjoyed it, but it wasn't, and so it was really, really bad for me. Mm. But if I think about it without horror all over it, it was pretty much saved by that last scene in a way, but at the same time not really saved by it because it was still pretty poor. Yeah, I feel like that that final scene was... uh, a, a, a kind of good little twist in that we all expected this to be a horror episode, but it kind of wasn't in the end. It was more of a little fantasy drama fairy tale thing. Um, yes. But I think it might have been better if it was framed as that sort of thing. Yeah, because well. that didn't exactly save the rest of the episode from being pretty dull. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what do you yeah. think of the um, the tree woman effect she looked pretty fantastic i thought oh i was very surprised with that i'm very impressed by that yeah really cool looking effect mm-hmm. like i assume it was mostly yeah. practical but maybe with some touches of cgi i'm not sure yeah i don't know that i would say mostly cgi right i, I don't know so yeah hard to tell which is a good sign yeah. i guess <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, This episode reminded me slightly of The Caretaker uh, from from Series 8. Maybe just because I didn't like it. Um, He's in the cupboard again. He's in the cupboard again. And the Doctor's getting mocked for being old again. And he feels a bit out of place. Yeah. And I wish everyone would respect him a bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Worst episode so far this series, would you agree? I would totally agree. We had to... Look, we maybe said this last week, but we had to hit a low. Uh, you've just got to, you know, we've got to see how low we can go yeah. and then we can get to the great stuff, right? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But also we said the... Same thing about Smile, so... We've said it, yeah, probably three weeks in a row, kind of. Um, yeah. But there is there are some, some more things to say about our oh, mystery yeah. through line, for sure. Uh, even though it's a short scene at the end, mm-hmm. um, possibly the most interesting stuff with, is with regards to yeah. the vault. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Doctor um, wants to be alone with the vault, sends Nardole away, and then... Yes. Uh, he's brought he some... Inside. Sorry? He goes inside. Yes, and he's brought a huge mass of Mexican for, for yep. whoever is inside. And the doctor says things like, um, I know you miss it as much as I do. Uh, mm. And some some ambiguous lines like that. <laughs> yes, very ambiguous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so a lot of these things probably most obviously point towards the master would you say i wouldn't say that yet right because i i just feel like if you imagining the master as as the person listening to what he's saying i feel like it fits very easily and Mm -hmm. especially if it's um the john sim master he was always uh very hungry um (laughs) particularly (laughs) when he returned because he was all skeletal and hungry. Um, mm. So maybe that's why yeah. there's so much Mexican. But <laughs> maybe. 
But I do hope... Oh, maybe there's so much Mexican because there's two of them. Yeah, well, for sure. There could be, mm. I know, hundreds of people in there for all we know. Exactly. <laughs> and I am hoping that we do get a bit more of a surprise than just the Master or Missy because mm. I feel like, you know, they've been building this for four, it'll be five episodes soon, and uh, that's a lot yeah. of anticipation for something we maybe expect and yeah you're right there are so many kind of possible red herrings all over the place mm. of who it is there is a um an article on the radio times which you'll link to in the description i will indeed and it throws out a few crazy theories which i'll i'll quickly nod to um so in this episode whoever is in the vault plays uh, Beethoven's Fur Release on the piano and lovely piece indeed in the past episodes with Peter Capaldi we've had multiple references to uh, uh, the doctor possibly being the composer of Beethoven's pieces uh, and so that could possibly add fuel to my to that theory that the real doctor is inside and we're seeing an imposter of some sort. Uh, and then the the second piece played on the piano in the vault is Pop Goes the Weasel, which is often used for Jack, Jack in the Box um, devices. So could it be Jack Harkness in the box? <laughs> and then... Um, Gary from the Radio Times. That's from the Radio Times. And yep. the last one from the Radio Times is um, that that first piece, Fur Release, uh, means for Sweetheart. So, for Sweetie and River... Oh. <laughs> Could it be River Song? So, there's some crazy uh, things they've thrown out. Crazy things there. Um, just so on the family thing that you mentioned, well, Bill was wanted to be referred to as the Doctor's granddaughter. What'd you make of that? I, yeah, not sure what to make of that. It certainly uh, lines up with those kind of Susan parallels of the, the first yeah. episode, doesn't it? Indeed. I don't know where it's all going to go, because it feels like there's a lot of these references flying all over the place in this small area directly related to, like, the core of, of Doctor Who. And mm. it feels like they're building up to some pretty big stuff, I reckon. Hopefully. Yes. Mm. Um, I also wanted to get what you thought of the Doctor and Bill's relationship in this episode, because we've sort of been thrown a bit, I feel, by the fact that Bill is moving. Yeah. Um, and then she gets annoyed at the doctor for hanging out there. And, I, like, I see what they were trying to do, I guess. Um, yeah. So, a different side to them. Though. Yeah, a different side and and another part of Bill's life. And Yeah. Where she's embarrassed by the doctor. But, yeah, that's just opposite to what we've seen for most of this series, where Indeed. where she's where they where they get along great, because um, I like I was sort of 
growing to like Bill. Mm-hmm. And then after this episode and how she relates to the Doctor, I'm sort of not liking her as much. Yeah, it wasn't a great one for her. That's that's totally true. Well, next next week's episode's in space, so it'll be great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's just a certainty. Great. Well, anything further on, on Knock Knock? Why did they all come back? Oh yeah, all the all all of our Bill's non-friends who died. Yeah. Yeah. There's I there's it like makes no sense that they all came back to life. <laughs> Especially when last week we you know had that that kid die uh, in the ice and we couldn't yeah. save them. These these kids were eaten by wood lice. Yes. Not just eaten, basically vanished into thin air. Yeah. And it's like all the um, the previous occupants of the house didn't come back, of course, because they're not important. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I would have thought they'd come back too. Yeah. Of, um, what was it, about 18 other people come running out of the house after them? Yeah. Yeah, they went for like a weird middle ground where it's like, uh, we want to make it, easy and happy so we'll have the characters you know come back but we won't actually make it properly happy and and a good uh successful ending by having everyone come back uh mm-hmm. it's just weird yeah well and not a um uh the doctor dances type ending exactly yeah it could have been um could have been almost uh, one other little thing in this episode actually is the doctor says to one of the kids at one point, uh, don't be afraid, it doesn't help. Uh, yeah. And I'm just baffled by the inconsistency there because the doctor, particularly the 12th doctor, has previously said multiple times that fear and emotions make you stronger to people. Yeah. Uh, and so that, I say, possibly adds adds power to the theory that the real doctor's in the vault and we're watching an imposter. Because he's getting his morals all wrong. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. A lot of questions to ponder. A lot of questions. How many answers we'll get? Nobody knows. <laughs> we'll probably just get loads more questions, I reckon. Oh. And until then, um, you can find A Bad Case of Loving Who on all the podcast places, iTunes, etc. You can email us at abcoflovingwho at gmail.com um, and to play us out here's that um, creepy version of um, uh, Pop Goes the Weasel yeah. again um, on online I was looking for this music and I could only find like super ridiculously happy versions and creepy huh. versions so I went for the creepy version <laughs> awesome I like it great see you next week